0: Welcome to Who's Your Mother podcast, where we discover who we are as souls and mothers through Reiki, spirituality, and healing. Hi, I'm Carolina, your host and Reiki master. I'm so very excited you're here today, so let's get started. Hi, welcome to Who's Your Mother podcast. I'm Carolina, your Reiki master and host, and today we have a very, very special guest. Um, this is Belky. She is a longtime friend. <laughs> And we're going to share her journey of um, fertility and um, PCOS and all the way to motherhood and postpartum. So Belkies, um, do you want to give a little introduction of uh, who you are and what you're about and
1: say hello? Hi there. So my name is Belkies. Uh, Like Carolina said, we've been friends for some time. I'm thinking back in
0: 2018.
1: 2018. Yeah, Yeah. 2001. Yeah. Yeah, we became really good friends. We lost a little bit of touch because she decided to leave Florida for a new venture. I had to move to Nebraska. Yeah, but then we rekindled and I'm so blessed and happy that we rekindled because I can honestly say that Carolina helped me become the Reiki, to live the Reiki lifestyle that I'm living now and has helped me in so many ways. And I'm truly blessed for that. I, when, uh, I remember
0: like when we reconnected, I was sick with the flu in bed in 2020, it was the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I said that I was launching, um, I needed beta participants for my group coaching program that I wanted to do. And it was called heal your womb. And Mm -hmm. I like made it like, um, I was like, I'm going to make this irresistible and launching like in the online space is always super stressful, and it takes a lot of energy. I was like, I'm going to make this effortless, and I'm just going to put it on my personal pages. Anyone bites, then that would be really great. <clears throat> so I think that's how we reconnected. And you're like, mm-hmm. these are the issues that I'm suffering with, and I would really like to participate. This is like a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, and in that program, we went through all the things that could block your womb from for that could prevent you from conceiving your baby, the things that I had learned in my multiple years in practicing in person, I had learned all the things that are the most common issues within the womb. But then like, wait a minute, this is also all the common issues that are blocking fertility and the people that I was working with. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your PCS journey and like how long you were
1: trying to conceive? So I, so my cycle has always been very irregular. Um, I started when I was maybe like 11 years old and, um, I mean, there were times I would get it and then I wouldn't get it for eight months. So I've always really struggled with a normal cycle. And apart from the fact that I was old, you know, overweight as well. So my hormones were never really balanced. I, you know, to, for me, it was great growing up. I mean, all, everyone else, they couldn't go to the beach. They couldn't go to the pool because they were on their time of the month. And me, I was like, Hey, I don't care. I'm fine. You know, I don't even, you know, I'm not, I don't even get it, you know, but it started to become more of a struggle when I was in my twenties, when I met my husband, my husband and I met when I was 21 years old. I remember. Um, Yeah. And we got, (laughs) I remember. Yeah. And we got married. Uh, three years later, so I was twenty three, twenty four, when him and I got married. And um, of course, you know, like every new couple, we wanted to start a family. We wanted to, um, you know, grow our family. I did have a stepson, my son Joseph. Um, he was four years old at the time when my husband and I first met. Wild, yeah. He's
0: a grown man the- in the military now, right?
1: Yeah, he's twenty two years old. He's graduating so- USF. Um in finance. He got his bachelor's. He's graduating actually Congratulations. now. Thank you. And he's active duty in the military. So he's going into the army. And he got um he hasn't received his orders yet, but he did get his job, which is gonna be logistics and transportation. Which for me it's still nerve-wracking because going to the military, especially with everything that's going on, right. you know, he's my baby, but it's logistics and transportation. So he's not in the line of fire. So I'm a little bit okay with that, but it's always nerve wrecking. But anyway, so, um, he was four years old. My husband and I got married when he was, um, seven years old. And of course, you know, I raised him. I'm mom to him. Um, his mother was involved here and there. Um, but to me, I was mommy and I, and, you know, I raised him as my son to me, he's my son. You know, I don't really like calling him my stepson because I don't feel that way. I didn't birth him, but I raised him. Um.
0: So my favorite drug- characteristic of you, Belkis, oh. is you have one of the largest hearts of anyone I've ever met. Oh, you thank are you! <laughs> never-ending fountain of love, and but the way that you love is so deep, so wide, and so like thorough. Yeah, it's not like it's like a a very loyal, committed love that's like, it's so unique. And I just, I have always loved that about you. The way that you love is such a gift to receive.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm very honest and I'm very open. It takes a lot for me to look the other way. Like I give everybody an opportunity. Everybody starts at a hundred percent with me and it takes a lot for me not to want to be involved anymore but that's just the person I am I've always been that way I think I'm a lot like my father um my father's very open um he's the life of the party always and you know my mom is too but my mom's a little bit more reserved because in the house family parties were amazing yeah (laughs) Um, just in in case anyone doesn't
0: know Belky's family is Cuban yeah so we love a good Cuban party and we yeah. love the cuban food oh my gosh i remember i mean day. i
1: think i get my intuition from my mom because mm-hmm. um, my mom's very in tuned um, my dad's very free and everybody i'm not gonna say he's a welcome map everyone walks all over him because he's just so open and giving so i think i have a good balance of my mom and my dad i think that's where i get my intuition and stuff from But anyways, going back to, so yeah, so we got married and um, we wanted to start a family and more than anything, I wanted to give my son, Jojo, we call him Jojo, wanted to give him a sibling, you know, he was an only child and wanted to give him a sibling. So we tried for 15 years and nothing. I mean, I had gastric bypass in 2015. I lost about 130 pounds. I was pretty healthy, you know. I was more regular on my cycle, but I was still not getting pregnant. Yeah. I I still, I still couldn't conceive and I checked myself. Everything was fine. My hormones were fine. Everything was fine. So I guess to me, it just wasn't part of God's plan for me at that point. So moving forward to 2020, when you and I reconnected that you posted on your page, and I said, you know what? I want to give this a shot because I've always been a very intense person as far as I'm I'm a very nervous person. And I, when I feel something like I have my anxiety, it's, it's just in my stomach. Like I just, I'm very tense in that, in that manner. So I feel like maybe this is what I needed. I needed to maybe relax and get in tune with myself and do the meditation and, and, and go that route. So I, I wanted to give it an opportunity and that's when you and I connected and I was part of your beta and I think we did the beta what in September, October, it was September of 2020 and I was pregnant. I think it,
0: it was, it was from September and I think we ended in October
1: Mm -hmm. and I was pregnant November. Yeah. Yeah, that was what it was. It was during that time. Yeah,
0: yeah, I remember. I remember we were on a call, and you asked me, "What's my next thing I need to do?" And you had, I, I remember, I was like, "Tonight, I, I think I had cool cards." And the thing is, with your spirit guides and have worked together for so long, I was very in tuned with, like, was able to receive messages very clearly, like from your mm-hmm. angels and your from the other side um with like what's what I love about community in the groups or like the membership is that I can develop these relationships and it's easier for me to receive messages because I know them longer um I just remember like um we were on the call with the other ladies particularly Manuela that night and you were at a party and I said tonight's Mm -hmm. the night I remember I was like tonight's the night go and do and you're like I'm ovulating I was like this is that's when I got that's that's the night you got pregnant I remember exactly that's when I got pregnant that I was there but I was like we were we had a group call you took the call but you were at a party I love that Mm -hmm. you were so committed to the program Yep. and that's when
1: I pregnant that's the week I got pregnant
0: and what I loved about um can you talk about so like so you got pregnant then what happened? Like, what did you feel? What did you experience? Because you had waited so long to get pregnant. Now you're finally pregnant with
1: Noah. What did what did you experience? What emotions did you go through? So when I found out I was pregnant, I was four and a half weeks. And how I found out was I was, I remember my husband was sleeping because my husband goes to sleep. The sun comes down. That's when he's in bed. So I remember my husband was sleeping and I was up and I was watching TV and I was watching my big fat, fabulous life. I don't know if you've seen that show with Whitney Thor. She's a heavyset girl that suffers with PCOS and she was trying to get pregnant at the time. She wanted to check for fertility and stuff and she ended up getting pregnant, but it was a chemical pregnancy and stuff. And I was like, you know, it's so sad because so many women across the world deal with what I'm dealing with. You know, I'm not alone in this. And then I remember I felt the urge to take a pregnancy test. So I took a pregnancy test that night and I was like, Oh, whatever, you know, whatever. I know I'm not, but I don't know why, because I saw that program. I was like, let me take one. And it came back positive. And at that point, when I found that I was pregnant, there were so many emotions. I was happy. I was scared because I had had three losses before Noah. So I had. Um, a, a natural miscarriage at seven and a half weeks. Um, I had an atopic pregnancy. The baby was within my ovary and fallopian tube. So I have to have, I had to have my left ovary removed and my left fallopian tube because I was eight weeks pregnant and the baby was there. So I was, it, the, the doctors were amazed that it didn't rupture. So, and the only symptom I had I, was that I was spotting at that time. And I didn't know I was pregnant. So um, I was eight weeks pregnant then. And they removed my left ovary and my left fallopian tube. And then my third pregnancy at seven weeks, the baby stopped growing. Like the heart start, stopped beating. So I had to have, um, I didn't, I didn't have a medical procedure. I, they gave me um, some medicine that you put in your cervix. And it just makes you kind of miscarriage. Yeah. <clears throat> I had three losses prior to NOAA. And when I saw that positive, it was so many emotions. Like I was happy, I was scared, I was nervous, I was worried. And that's when, I mean, I know we had a lot of sessions, you and I, because my anxiety was through the roof. I mean, it's natural. I've had so many losses that, you know. It is,
0: it's very normal. Like that was the number one thing. I was like, this is very normal to have anxiety. They technically, it's like prenatal anxiety, not that I'm mm -hmm. diagnosing you but like to have anxiety after you've had so many fertility trauma events mm-hmm. like and that, nobody talks about fertility trauma and losses and like and how to process those we don't talk about it enough but like mm-hmm. it is very normal even then to even be like at higher risk for even postpartum issues yeah because yeah. of the anxiety and the trauma that you've endured absolutely yeah.
1: So at that point when I called my doctor and we made an appointment and I believe I was six weeks pregnant when I walked in and they did an ultrasound, not a stomach, they did like a transvaginal ultrasound and um, they were able to detect the heartbeat and the baby was, at first I was nervous because I was like, okay, is it a topic or is it going to be in my, you know, where it's supposed to be? So when they found that and it was where it's supposed to be, that's relief number one. When they saw the heart beating, relief number two. So from there on, it was seven, uh, six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks. My first trimester came through. I had my gender reveal. Um, oh, and I and and when I was five weeks pregnant, I remember I was meditating, and. I think I it remember during this time
0: that you also got Reiki attuned. You got yeah. certified in Reiki before this, like from the yeah. time that we met, you found a person locally. Yes. And you got certified in Reiki. I remember I was, that.
1: I was five or six weeks pregnant when I got Reiki attuned. And I remember that I was getting balanced and I was, I was actually meditating when I was getting attuned. And when she went to my, um, sacral, right.
0: Yeah, the, yeah,
1: it's a hundred. Yep, your womb. Yep, and, and and she was, you know, just doing her thing. I remember thinking really hard and not thinking really hard, but meditating and just being at peace. And all I saw was blue. At that moment, I knew I was having a boy. So I was like it's, really like, "It's a boy! It's a boy!" And I, and and one of my best friends, when I did, because I did the twenty-one, the the what is it called? the blood test that you can do at eight weeks to determine the gender. Yeah. Um, and I, she got the results cause I was doing the gender reveal. I kept trying to probe her, you know, telling her, I know it's a boy. I know it's a boy. She's like, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you. Oh my you. goodness. What about getting Reiki attuned, like learning Reiki? What did that do
0: for your life? Like how did that impact your healing? Your like what did that do for you? And why did you want to do so, it? So
1: so going back to me being very like a nervous person, a tense person that everything worries me and so I've I've learned that your emotions have a lot to do with the way your body functions. So like stress 100%. kills. 100%. If you're a very, if you're a person that stresses yourself out or you're constantly stressed, your body is not relaxed enough to be able to do what it needs to do at 100%. So how reiki helped me is reiki helped me get that balance. Reiki helped me learn how to manage my stress, learn how to relax, learn how to take time for me and kind of de-stress myself through meditation, through little things that would help me meditation and getting grounded and balancing my chakras and things like that. I feel, well, I know that that is what helped me conceive because like I said, from 2000, I always stress suffered with PCOS since I was young. And I was trying to conceive for 15 years. Um, at first I thought it was because I was overweight and the PCOS and everything. And when I lost weight, I still had PCOS, but it was very, very, very mild. It wasn't as severe as I used to have it. And I was still not getting pregnant. I did. I went through all sorts of fertility checks, um, my husband's sperm count. I mean, the whole thing, His everything was fine with him. All my hormones, everything was balanced. So to me, I was lost. I didn't know, okay, what, what is it? So that's when, when I joined your, your beta and I realized that it, you know, after I got pregnant, I realized that the main reason why I probably wasn't conceiving was because I never de-stressed myself and I never took the time to meditate and kind of fix myself from the inside out. And that's how Reiki helped me. And when, and when I saw that, that's, helped me that's when I decided that I wanted to live the Reiki lifestyle and I wanted to get attuned and I wanted to help others I love that so much
0: the way that I conceived Ollie is exactly like two people in one week had told me you need Reiki that your sacral is blocked and so is your throat and those Uh are two those were the two chakras I've worked the most on through this entire journey um And your sacral chakra is where your womb is. You need that chakra particularly to be open to conceive. If it's closed, Mm -hmm. that's the number one thing I start with. It's like, all right, why is it closed? And that chakra deals with a lot of emotional security, worth, soul discovery, creativity, um, sexuality, sensual, like deserving the idea of pleasure um, and worthiness of that or having um, um, and be able to, I also, I also believe that your womb is where you birth everything while you're a male or female, everyone has an energetic right. womb. So, right. and those same principles apply. So it amazes me, um, just like after one Reiki session, I was taking like, positive the next month for Ollie. And that's like, that's what spurred this was like, I had done this, I had, all my hormones were fine. Um, But I had not, I wasn't able to conceive. So that is just miraculous. And um can you tell us um what do you what do you credit? Um so now you're postpartum. Now that you're in your postpartum journey, how do you relate to your energy or are you able to read your energy and know if you're balanced or off more quickly now that you're attuned to Reiki? Or how do you read your energy to that you can Make sure that you're in alignment or living like optimally. How do you do that as a mom?
1: So, having an infant is a handful, especially when you're my age. I'm about to be 40 in May. It's a lot. It is a lot. Um, you know, apart from the fact that I dealt with the stress of being afraid of losing my pregnancy, now it's a whole nother stress. It's, is he breathing? Why is he throwing up? Why does he have this little mark on him? Like little things like that, which is just how I am. I am as a person. I am a very, like I said, nervous person. So I know my energy when my energy is off. I know I need to rebalance and reground myself. And how I know that is when I'm my anxiety or when I'm too stressed out. That's when I know I need to take a pause and rebalance myself not only for myself now, but for my, for my son, because he, him and I are very, very connected and he is very in tune with me. He, he thrives off my energy. So I need to make sure that the energy I'm giving out is positive energy for him because he knows like there are times that you cry. I remember when I first gave birth to him, I was going home that I wanted to breastfeed. And I didn't really produce much milk. And I mean, it had nothing to do with anything. Some women produce milk. Some women don't produce any. Right. I really breastfeed him. And I felt like I was being selfish and he was hungry because I didn't want to do formula, but it was so normal. I mean, to make a long story short, I ended up giving him formula because it was the right thing for him, but I would cry. And I remember him when I would cry, he would be so uncomfortable you know, feeling my energy. And then even now there are times that like I yawn or I'm, I'm extremely exhausted. And he just looks at me and stares at me just to make sure I'm okay. He, he, he feels my energy. I had, when Ollie
0: was born, the lady who helped me conceive, um, her name was Colleen and I still see her. Um, and she, um, she told me, um, she said this soul is very special, and the way that she described him in the womb is exactly the way he is now. Mm-hmm. Very boisterous, musical, friendly, very captivating. And um, all the things of what Jolly are is, and uh she said he shares your soul, but one day he will separate. But there's so much of you in him and energetically and spiritually and cosmically that are just so intertwined it's a really beautiful thing and I was like so he shares my soul and it was just like I've never been able to forget that conversation and it just is because there's something so special after you've waited so long to have a child and um they're finally here it's in your they're in your arms and you're like staring at them and you made them and they came out of you and yeah and it's just oh really for the lack of a better word weird surreal moment mm-hmm. like you're like yeah it is this is a piece of me it's a piece of my spouse yeah. and it's like this is real it also made me feel like but I was this like this day yeah. I
1: stare at him and I'm like I can't I can't believe I made him you know what I mean although he looks just like his dad fine Ollie too. we'll give that ollie credit too. we'll give that credit he looks like his dad but he is exactly like me as far yeah. as his there's personality. so many
0: parallels yes ollie mm-hmm. is 100 percent my personality oh for sure oh the orneriness <laughs> like the i just like wait was i like this was like i stare at ollie now and i'm like i can't believe you are a baby i just can't believe he's five Wow. the time goes by so fast really that like time flies like that saying is just so true the yeah. days yeah. the days are go by too fast uh i used to say the the nights are long and the days are fast when i was mm-hmm. in my postpartum and i was just like i used to dread the nights because um back to your breastfeeding story i just breastfeeding is such a personal thing and mm-hmm. I, we need to normalize like you, you can do whatever you want, what's best for you. And that's, what's best for baby you and your family. Yeah. We did formula and breast milk. It took me until Ollie was 12 weeks old to fully be able to produce enough milk. And I can't tell you the number of times I went, we were going four times a week to the IBCLC, which is the international board certified lactation consultant here in Omaha. They have this great store called Milkworks, and uh, our nonprofit. And you can go see these lactation consultants. And I would breastfeed, and they would do these weighted checks, and we had to do like these protocols. And I was on like three supplements and drinking so much blue Gatorade at the time. There's so many other things now, yeah. But, like power pumping, I had like the medical grade pump, and it was just. For me, it was just so um, like, I just didn't have anything else. So I held on to that, but boy, it was like a struggle. I remember coming down from the, we had to formula feed because I didn't make enough when we came home. The stress killed everything with my breast milk for the longest time. Stress with, you know, everything you endure. Um, Is there any advice um, that you have to any, Uh, women who are trying to conceive and have PCOS. Is there anything about choosing a doctor for your fertility that you want to share or anything in your journey that really significantly helps you besides Reiki or energy healing?
1: Um, I can honestly tell, tell you that there's no doctor. There's no, there's nothing outside of your inner self. That's going to help you conceive they always told me, everyone always told me when you least expect it, it's going to happen. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's not true. And honestly, yes, I was going through the beta with you. We did the the 10 week beta. I think it was right. Was it 10 mm-hmm. weeks or so? And at that point I said, I'm going to give it hundred percent. I'm going to get him my all. And if nothing happens from here, you know, it's not part of God's plan. And I wasn't honestly, um, I was trying, but I wasn't a hundred percent like, okay, this, 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 and this, and this. I just let it happen. And when you let things happen, it will happen. Now, I'm not going to say that self-care is not a big part of that. You have to have self-care. You have to also take care of yourself, not only emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, I'm n- I've never been a good eater. Never in my life. I I'm telling you, Noah had pizza and and Mexican food and stuff while he, I was pregnant with him. I was not one of those moms that I was like, Oh, I can't eat this because I don't want my baby having this. No. And he was born super healthy. Um, but self-care in the sense of Did your mind- eat pan con biste? He ate pan he ate arroz con frijoles, he ate I remember I was craving steak. Um, palomia steak with white rice, black beans, and avocado. I hated avocado. I never ate avocado, guacamole, anything like that. When I got pregnant with him, I found myself having an avocado with every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I wanted avocado 24/7. When I was pregnant, I had an aversion
0: to meat. And um my best friend in Miami, her name is Melissa, and she's she's a registered dietitian. And she's, and I would tell her, I would have her all, she was the only person that I had in my circle at that time that had, had children and that I was close with. And I'm like, I can't eat meat. She, and I'm lactose intolerant. So she found me a protein shake that I had to drink two of those a day. um, And they were disgusting. And I Mm -hmm. would eat watermelon and strawberries and I would drink everywhere I go. I would just, I would have, like, I would take pickle juice. Like I would have pickle. I was like drinking pickle juice in my entire pregnancy. I burped. It was like everything was a burp. Like I couldn't. Um, I had my gallbladder taken out. It was bad. And <laughs> I just remember I had lost forty two pounds in my pregnancy between wow. the first and second trimester, um, and then I gained it all back. Oh like wow! I lost it, and then because I threw up so much, and then. I had it again. I gained it back. It was really wild.
1: Yeah, I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't really have any food aversions or anything like that. The only thing different was I craved avocado. I never liked it. I never ate it. How do you feel about now? I love it now. I love it.
0: Did your shoe size change? I went up half a shoe size. I had to get all new shoes.
1: I was a seven, seven and a half, and now I'm an eight. So, yeah, my shoe size did change a little bit. The only thing I'm struggling with right now, when I post uh, pre-pregnancy, I was a size 10. Now I'm a size 12. But you know what? I don't. It doesn't really phase me. Like, I want to be that size 10 because I have so much clothes that I don't fit into now. But whatever. I'm just enjoying my time with my baby right now. And I'm so proud of you and
0: you... um are inspiration to many. And I'm just have been honored to be part of it and to call you my friend.
1: No, absolutely. And I'm, like I said, when we reconnected, it was part of the plan. It was part of what I needed to do in order to conceive Noah. And, you know, I know that my previous three losses, um, at first it's really difficult to, deal with because you don't understand I mean you like you said I'm this good person I want to give I want to love and I know that I can be the mother that you know I'm I'm supposed to be and when I would have the three losses at a point you get to that you think this is not for you but it's not that this is not for me is that God was preparing me for Noah and that's the way I see it right now so it has a positive outcome at the end um and he is the most beautiful, loving, energetic little baby. I mean, he's seven and a half months. He's almost eight that I have ever met. I mean, anywhere I go with Noah, it's a and, light. but yeah, everybody is has something to do with him. Like he walks into the room and lights it up for everyone. How, how is having since, cause you
0: have other nieces and nephews. Um, how is having this baby Affected your entire family? Like, oh,
1: everybody loves him. Everybody. My mom is madly in love with him, and so is my dad. My in laws are madly in love with him. Everybody, my son loves his brother. Um, he comes over and spends time with him. Again, he's 22. He's not really used to dealing with babies. So when he's trying to feed him and he's trying to be involved, I'm like, wait, careful. And I need to back up from that, and I need to just let him. But he tries, you know, he's very involved with him and and loves him. He loves his brother. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to bring him out? Do you want to show him? Yeah, let me bring him. Hi, Noah. Say hi. How are you? Say hi,
0: Noah. Oh, my God. He's so beautiful.
1: (laughs) Say thank you. So his favorite's right now. So my husband's American-Italian and I'm Cuban. So I definitely want his first language to be Spanish and then learn English. So there's this program that I put on, on Univision. It's called Atención Atención. It's basically like a kid's program in Spanish. And that's like his favorite. He hears the music and he starts laughing. He starts jumping and dancing and that. And then the movie Encanto and the movie Luca. Okay.
0: his,
1: His favorites. He does like the color blue. Anything blue, he's automatically attracted to. And he's I think that's he observant. Like,
0: Look at him looking oh, around.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why he likes the movie Luca because it's very like in the water and, and he's blue and things like that. And he loves the color blue. Right, Santa?
0: What are you looking at? I can't wait until I meet him in person. It's going to yeah. happen this year. You're going to meet Ollie. Yay! Yeah. yeah, Ollie will bring you a gift and you can play together. Ollie loves babies. He keeps yeah, asking yeah. for a brother or a sister and I'm like, factory's shut down, bro.
1: Yeah, same here. Done.
0: So oh my goodness. Well, Belkies, thank you so much for sharing your time and your story. And I know this is going your story is gonna impact and inspire so many others. Um I'm just so grateful for you. I love you, no I adore you, I love you, your family, Noah, everyone. I hope to thank see you, you. soon.
1: Thank you. Say bye. bye.